Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend, where I give you everything you need to know about what's going on in marketing. Because, I mean, it's important if you're a marketer. You need to be on top of this. I kid you not. Anyways, I am your host, Brett Deister, and let's get on with the show. All right. Twitter did announce this week that they finally rolled out with longer tweets, and uh, most Twitter users were like, yay, finally, and it also helps brands as well. And there's a few things about this. One, uh, you can... Uh, post media without it interfering with your limit. However, links do not count, but you still have link shorteners, so I mean, it's not really that big of a deal as well. Uh, at, mes- at mentions don't really count as, as well, but you can only do about 50. And also, if you want to, uh, you know, retweet yourself without the limit, you need to, well, retweet yourself, like quote yourself, do the quote thing, because the quote does not add to the limit as well. So you have a few of uh, other options about that. Now, the thing about that's more interesting is that ads do not apply to this. So the ads are still on this, the same old Twitter before the new longer tweets, quote unquote. So for marketers, if you actually want to do a workaround, what you do is that you already tweet something organically and then make it a uh, ad, and so that will get rid of that restriction. That's the only way you can actually do it, so don't try to do it the other way because it just won't work, and then you'll just be frustrated because you're like, ah, this has too many characters, I can't do it, no, why? Uh, I am hoping that they will just add it all together with the ads as well because they probably should do that, but for right now, that's the workaround for it because you're really not going to find a better way of doing it. Just how it is, folks, with marketing. All right. Instagram has redesigned the call to action button, and it looks like it's getting surprisingly good interaction as well. Now, prior to it, it was just blue lettering that said learn more or install ads or whatever. However, with with the new one, it is now an actual a button. It has kind of a blue outline with a blue lettering. Uh, now, it says that with gaming advertisers that they saw an increase in a better engagement rate for it as well. However, how is this really valid with other industries? Um, well, it really all depends. Now, it, it could work uh, because it's going to be learn more, uh, buy here, etc., etc. However, with this is that the gaming companies or the mobile gaming companies have had a lot longer of a time. They've had more built up and there's a lot more of them doing this right now. And so they have a lot more data to go off of. So that's why they use them instead of anybody else. However, it could work in some ways and could boost a little bit in e-commerce branding as well. But it's not. There's really is no way of knowing uh, if this will actually work or not. Uh, but we'll see if this actually, if the data comes out and it actually does work for other industries. But for right now, it's only really doing well for gaming advertisers to install an app, a mobile gaming app obviously. So if you are a mobile gaming advertiser, you might want to look into the new call of action buttons and actually, you know, advertise on Instagram because it's still a very popular, very viable uh, social network to actually be on. Should be in your strategy, without a doubt. Also, Instagram has finally, finally rolled out save draft feature for all users. Yay! Finally. So no more of, oh, dang it. I got out of that. Now I have to redo this message again. No, 
now you can it can be saved and so you don't have to go you can go back to it and then well create the rest of your message which is a great thing because for busy marketers like ourselves we're going to be doing this thing and then we're going back to instagram we're going oh, what did i do what did i say oh that's what i said right and then you can go on about it now a lot of you smart marketers are probably using later or buffer or hootsuite or uh i kind of graph or one of those uh to actually help you with instagram but i mean it's just an extra feature to you know to be a smile about plus you can use it personally so yay yay in general yay all around all right google facebook and iab or the international advertising bureau are well they're committing to making ads not be terrible that's right digital advertising has made people flock to ad blockers because the advertisements haven't really been that great to be honest with you facebook has tried to strong arm and say you can't use our service if you're going to use ad blockers it will hurt the experiment experience google is just never in favor of it because it does block their ads and they have finally acknowledged that well we haven't really been doing a great job about that we used the tech to find better ways of reaching more people but we made ads suck worse we haven't really made them look good so now they're supposedly committed to it and so some of the group's uh, initial task is to create customer-based data-driven standards that companies in the online advertising industry can use to improve the customer ad experience uh in in conjunction with the iab test lab or tech lab excuse me develop and deploy technology to implement these standards and encourage awareness of the standards among consumers and businesses in order to ensure wide uptake and elicit feedback so what they're trying to say is yeah we figure out that you guys like ad blockers we figure out that you guys hate our ads so we're going to, have to do something about it and so this is what we're going to be doing at least it's a step in the right direction i will not say against that but it just seems like it's a patchwork or a uh, reaction to what's already been going on for a few years of more people using ad blockers especially on mobile and advertisers freaking out because it's like ah we, we're not getting these dollars we're not getting uh we're not getting people to go to our ads this is a problem so they're finally fixing it already after the problem has gotten pretty bad but at least they're doing something about it Maybe a little too late, but at least we're doing something about it. Uh, but yes, ad blockers have been on the rise, so if you've been seeing a decrease in return on investments for ads, that's a reason why. All right, moving on to Pinterest. Yes, Pinterest has now, well, created a promoted pin, kind of like a boosted uh, post for Facebook, and now doing the same button for promoted, per, for promoted pin, so you can easily just promote your pin, and we'll have key uh key targeting campaign name destination url budget currency campaign duration as well as keyword targeting uh, you can add the keywords as well you can change the date you can change how much you want to spend you can do all that through it as well so you can create it in all but nine seconds that's right nine seconds you can create an, e an easy campaign to see if you can get more clicks to your site and that's what it's all about on pinterest is making sure you have great photos and you can get clicks to your site so i've seen it around i haven't actually used it quite yet but i have seen it on my pins because my own personal pinterest page is a business page so i've seen it as well so 
if you're looking to test out promoted pins, this could be a great way for you as well. And now Facebook wants to, well, wants to show brands how its ads measure up to TV and others. That's right. Facebook wants you to go, hey, we have awesome ads, so you should check us out. So what they will be doing is to show comparison between them and any other uh, ad tracking through TVs as well to make sure that you know what you're getting back, the maximized effort you're getting back, and just basically for Facebook to say, look, we're awesome. You can't get that from anywhere else, which is great and everything, but I, I have mixed feelings with Facebook in general because for brands, once again, if you want more followers, you're usually going to have to pay for it. There's no real, real great way around it, which is another problem for me. I do not like the fact that organic reach has been is so abysmally low that it's really difficult for, let's say, a small business to actually crack in unless they have a really great campaign or they advertise a lot. Now, I'm not saying that you should make really great campaigns and that Facebook has no right to to get money from advertisers. I'm just saying is that I don't like the fact that it, I can barely reach all my followers. That's my problem. My problem is that I can't even reach all my followers without promoting a, a post or boosting a post or whatever. And that gets annoying because I should at least be able to reach all my followers. And that's all I really want. If I want to pay to reach out beyond my followers, that's fine. That's perfectly understandable. My problem is that I can't even reach my own because it's down to 2%. That's my biggest problem. That's what I don't like. I don't care what Facebook is like. Well, just make a better campaign. I'm like, well, don't limit organic reach to make more money. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Anyways, it's kind of like my two cents about that and uh, it's just one of those things for me i'm just like why why anyways moving on to uh what social marketing tools actually support expanded tweets or longer tweets quote unquote that's right it like i said before it launched last week and the official ones that support it is buffer Hootsuite, salesforce uh spread fast sprinkler and sprout social so if you're using one of those yay congratulations you are part of those expanded tweets or longer tweets as they're also lovingly called as well uh so if you aren't using one of those maybe should we actually be using one of those and uh well actually be uh engaging with your followers enjoying it and doing polls and whatnot because polls are fun they are very fun i use them every once in a while because they're great they're great and they're fluff fluffy i don't know about fluffy uh but they are great now i'm going to talk a little bit about google allo it is the new uh, messaging service that or messaging app i should say that google just released today that's right today now it brings a whole bunch of things together it brings uh, Chat, obviously, stickers, GIFs, videos, pictures, and Google Assistant, which is used to be called Google Now, but I think they're transitioning to Google Assistant. Uh, with this, it could be a really uh, great thing for Google. It could be a really great marketing ploy for them as well to get people to be roped into Allo. The problem is, is that a lot of people have worried about privacy, and it kind of has at least put a little sore spot onto uh, Google's new messaging app. The problem is, is that back in Google I.O. last May, they said that there would be uh, end-to-end encryptions and they backtrack on that, which is never really a good thing, especially in this 
today's world as well. However, I do still think that there would be great incentive ways of making sure that your SEO is on track. You are easily searchable, so if people want to voice search or use Google Assistant through Google Allo, they are allowed to. They are able to. You are there. There's. It's not like a whole bunch of trying to figure out where you are. You are just there. And that's what all marketing and businesses should be. Your SEO is completely completely done completely done well as well and you are easily searchable that means you're on your business is on google maps as well so people can find you if you're not doing that then you should get that on that right now right now uh so be on the lookout for that as well all right now there's an interesting infographic uh for Snapchat stories versus Instagram stories. Now, they both are pretty similar, but there are a few differences. One is viewers of, or features, I just said, feature differences. Uh, viewers of your story can fast forward through your segment by tapping on the screen and Snapchat. For Instagram is viewers can fast forward through your segment by tapping on the screen and tapping on the left of the screen while watching a story to rewind it. Um, if you want to rewind it on Snapchat uh, or replay it, any segments, they will need to go out of your story and re-enter it if they want to. Um, also, the other key differences is that Snapchat has geo filters, face mapping filter, motion filters uh, set Snapchat stories apart from Instagram. And Instagram stories, yeah, you can only draw over Instagram stories, add text, and apply color filters. So there's a little bit more features on Insta uh, Snapchat stories. Now Snapchat stories utilizes 3D face lenses technology, which will map your face and allow you to apply a filter on your, of your choice based on your facial expressions and, and movements. Uh, this includes face swapping filters as well. Uh, for Instagram, Facebook did buy Masquerade app and so in some ways, they do allow that in some ways. Now, uh, you can also, for Snapchat, you can uh, use customized geo filters to, ref to reflect an event or location from your image or video snaps with branding and themes. Motion uh, filters allow for slow motion, fast motion, and reverse motion. It is predicted this technology may end up in Snapchat stories down the line, but there is nothing about that right now. Um, now, the user engagement for both of them is that uh, Instagram or Snapchat has been growing steadily and there's a huge, loyal, engaged uh, audience, and it's mostly millennials, and there's about 150 million people daily and high, as high ratio of, of millennials, and it, but they spend about 20 to 30 minutes in the app every day. Now, for Instagram, it has been popular for quite a while, but it has been declining because that's usually what happens when a social network does mature. It's not as popular as it would have been if it was younger and if it caught on. Uh, but there's about 300 million people who use Instagram every day and spends an average of more than 21 minutes in the app every day. So Snapchat does beat it by, let's say, four to nine minutes, depending. All right, moving on, implications is that uh, Snapchat is valued about $18 billion, uh, and, well, its advertising can be is going to be affected by Instagram Stories. It's going to happen. Uh, Instagram Stories is a very copy-and-paste move, and does not look good on Facebook at all. I've been 
very critical of what Facebook has been doing about that for a while, going, why are you doing this? Why are you, why are you just copying them? Can you not make something new and inventive? Probably not. Uh, Snapchat is attractive to brands because uh, stories let brands get their message across through a full screen live format that is akin to TV advertising. Uh, however, now on Instagram, Stories offers a very similar experience with a wider reach and more time-tested tools. So there is something about that. Also, Facebook tried to copy it after it not did not successfully buy Snapchat in 2013, and it made failed attempts like Poke and Slingshot. Did not do very well. Uh, for brand usage, uh, Nike's most popular Snapchat story has gotten a, a 600, I mean 66 thousand views as opposed to Instagram stories that generated uh, 800,000 views in 24 hours so there is a bigger disparity between those two but and this is from if you didn't know social media today they did a great infographic love it um, but uh, actually sorry it was from oneproduction.com so let me reiterate that but the great thing about this is that I think there is actually room for this. I think your brand should be testing out both of them. If your demographics is in that type of age range, uh, it's usually going to skew younger with these stories anyways. So if you are in that type of demographic, it is a good idea to actually be using these to try and figure out how to drive story through that time, time sensitive stories and try to get uh, better engagement through that. Cause that is a really great um, tool to be using and they're both really well-built uh, audiences already, so you don't have to worry about trying to get people to come. But if you have nobody really following you, that, that's that's another problem that you're going to well, you're going to deal with. And it's going to be it's going to be kind of bad. But yes, you're going to have to deal with that. Anyways, moving on to apps slash programs you should try this week. Now, there's something called Record the Call that allows you to record the call without well. Without any other additional equipment, yes. Uh, what it is is that you just add record a call to your contact list, call us or merge us in later, and it will text you the recording. So all you got to do is do that, merge the call with it, and then we'll it'll text you a link so you can download it. Super easy to use. It would be great for podcasters or anybody else that need to do something and don't have a lot of equipment to actually do that or money to actually get programs to do that as well. So check it out. Now, are you a person that loves to use Google Docs but wants to, you know, export it to WordPress in just one click? Well, Postable allow you to do that. It allows you to draft and uh, collaborate in Google Docs as normal. Click one button to import into WordPress seamlessly and unlimited exports for the first 24 hours. After that, it's going to be a little bit different. But if you're if you're the one that loves to to you know write in Google Docs this is something for you especially if you're a blogger especially if you're marketing and blogging for your company or you're like me and doing podcasts and trying to write at the same time this is a great way of doing it so check it out it's called Postable and I put all these in the show notes so you don't have to go hunting because who likes to go hunting for that all right another one is called InnoVision plus user testing that's right it allows you to a choose a prototype you want to test and you do that, and it outlines a few tasks to help you guide through it, and sends your test with one click, so you can, you know, user test your app uh, and see if it actually works out or not. Because that's one of the hardest things to actually do 
is to figure out the prototyping for your app design. If your app design is actually good or is actually not. Especially on Android when you have so many different uh, Android versions and so many phones have different Android versions and some people actually don't upgrade to new phones as often as maybe say Apple does. Uh, this could be a great way for you to test it out make sure it actually works properly and not have a giant size headache for it. Uh, so check it out guys. It looks like a great thing. Be sure you know to always be on top of everything. And this is actually going to be a shorter one for today, but that is an uh, episode of Marketing Bun. Thank you for tuning in. And please follow Digital Coffee and subscribe, actually, to iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher as well. And if you like these, please just, you know, write a little review saying awesome or you're great. Or if you don't, I'll try to fix it, I swear. Anyways. Uh, also follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, at Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, BindingDigital.Coffee, player. uh, at player.me at Digital Coffee as well. And uh, if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon at Digital Coffee. All right, join me tomorrow, not tomorrow, excuse me, third Friday, I'm getting my days mixed up, but Friday, when I go through Gamers Cafe and gaming news, that's right. A lot of interesting stuff's going on with that. But yes, it's going to be it's going to be happening. Gamers Cafe, you should check it out. All right, guys, have a great Thursday. Later.